Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Guys, gals, non binary pals, welcome to the Are You Listening podcast, the podcast where one of us who is very familiar with an album gives it to their friend to listen to for a week, and then we rejoin here to speak on said album. I am the co host, Brand. I'm here with my other co-host, Scott. Scott, good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you How today? today? I'm great. I'm good. I'm good. Look at that. We're doing great. Perfect. We're both doing great. Pre-show meeting went well. Really well. It went on a little <laughs> long. We had a little <laughs> bit of a, an extended pre-show meeting. I, I love talking about just our just conversation at the beginning before we were right. like it's a pre-show meeting. Like all we're doing is talking about the show. Yeah, we're just talking about what we're eventually going to be talking about. And recording. <laughs> but we are here today. Uh, I gave you a record. You did. I love. And yeah. hopefully, hopefully, at least some of that comes your way. We are talking today about Rick Ross's debut album, Port of Miami. I'm a boss. And that word pops up a lot in this record. That's for sure. It, it sure does. I'm going to dive into some of Rick Ross's history here. And then we'll get into our fun stuff. Input where you feel necessary, Scott. Let's do it. William Leonard Roberts II. I would not have pulled that name from him at all. William Leonard Roberts II, also known as Rick Ross, was born January 28th, 1976, and he's an American rapper, author, and entrepreneur. Born in 76. I didn't see that either. So I, I have this thing where celebrities or people that I see or listen to I always assume they're older than me, like no matter what, yeah. like Daniel Radcliffe kids like 27. Now, <laughs> no older. older has to be older than me. Olivia Rodrigo older. Yeah. She had, she's like 18. Yeah, no, she's, <laughs> she's older than me. Uh, <laughs> Rick Ross. I assume like he looks older than me. He's had way more life experience than me, but I was like, no, he has to be younger than me. Cause you know, I, like I said, yeah, younger kids, designer. Uh, no, he's got to be older than me. So yeah. no, I, I assumed Rick Ross younger than me. Nah, no, he's like Ross. six years older than me. Yes, Rick Ross is is not younger than you. <laughs> wow, that's wild. Because then I don't feel as bad. Okay. Um, oh, I don't know what that means, but I guess we'll investigate that. <laughs> like saying like he he has like way more life experience than me. He is way more rich than me so being older than me that's that's acceptable when the younger kids are more rich than me and have more life experience than me i feel a certain way i get you i understand i understand where you're coming from (laughs) well i will refer to him as roberts until a certain point in this rundown just so we're clear He he will not be called rick ross yet gotcha okay so, uh, William Leonard Roberts II was born in Clarksdale, Mississippi, and raised in Carroll City, Florida. CCC. So, born in Mississippi, raised in Florida. He attended the historically black college Albany State University on a football scholarship. Okay. I understand a bar now. William Leonard Roberts II worked as a correctional officer for, Holy 18, shit. What? for 18 months. No. From, De- from December 1995 
until his resignation his resignation in June 1997. Wow. I wouldn't have guessed that at all. Yeah, it became a big deal later. He had a beef with 50 Cent, who brought it up, put out multiple, like, Officer Ricky cartoons. Oh, no. All, all of G-Unit went after him. Like, they all had really? diss tracks about him being a cop. Yeah, it was a, wow. it was a big deal. It was a big deal. In his book, in his book, he basically says that he was just trying to, he just had, he just got a job and just tried making some money. He had a dude that was sure. in there. He's like, he's like, I wasn't holding anybody down. He's like, it's not like I was, you know. He's like, I was just there doing a job. And then he left. Right. He, he, but that was a big deal for when people found that out. It was a big reveal. I imagine so. Ross was a cop. Yeah. Did, I mean, did that get revealed after he put out oh, yeah. his first record? Oh, yeah. It, okay. it might have been revealed after his third record. Oh, shit. Which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it, yeah, you can re up a lot on that. But it, like I said, in his book, he writes that it was just a job. He's like, that's all it was. And it didn't, you know, he was doing bad shit before and he did bad shit after. <laughs> right. Yeah. Still, he was a cop. Yeah, basically. I mean, correction <laughs> yeah. officer, not quite a cop, but still a cop. Doesn't matter. Still had a badge, I'm sure. Yeah. In his early years at Suave House Records, Roberts initially made his debut under the pseudonym Teflon de Don. Oh, okay. I, I've heard that name before. I don't know if it was necessarily from that, but I think, does he call himself that later on in his career? He has a record called Teflon Dawn. Okay, maybe that's what I've heard then. He made his recording debut on the song Ain't Shh to Discuss on Eric Sermon's 2000 album, Def Squad Presents Eric Onassis. Okay. So Eric Sermon, one of the members of EPMD. Right. Gotcha. It was his, it was his, I think it's his sole record on the label. And that's where Rick Ross had his debut. That was the, that was the first time that, no, that was the first time Teflon to Dawn. Oh yeah. yeah. Sorry. Sorry. So Roberts took on the pseudonym Rick Ross in the mid two thousands, deriving the name from former drug kingpin freeway, Rick Ross, to whom he has no connection. (laughs) Okay. Just stole his name. That's it. Just took Rick Ross and, and decided that's my name now. All right. He eventually signed a deal with Slip and Slide Records, which had been under the Def Jam umbrella since 2006, and toured with Trick Daddy, and then made oh. guest appearances on other Slip and Slide albums. So okay. Rick Ross just toured with Trick Daddy and then did a, just a bunch of features on different Slip and Slide records. Prior to the release of his debut single, Hustlin, in 2006, Ross was the subject of a bidding war, receiving offers from Diddy's Bad Boy Entertainment and Irv Gotti's Murder, Inc. Oh, wow. Okay. Good for him. Until eventually signing a multi-million dollar deal with Jay-Z at Def Jam. Yeah, boy. So Jay-Z is the one that signed Rick Ross to Def Jam. Yeah, it, was when, it was when Jay-Z was the head of Def Jam. That's awesome. Port of Miami, originally titled Career Criminal was released on August 8th, 2006. Like, it was released as Career Criminal? Like, there's an original no. releasing of Career Criminal? or No, it changed they, they changed it. They changed the Port of Miami because, my, you know, Miami, you know, all the drugs come into the Port yeah. of Miami. It's a big, you know, one of those. But, you know, okay. it, I think Ross wanted to put it out as Career Criminal, and maybe the label said, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into other albums released August, 2006 here. And I do have quite a list because, okay, Oh boy. Oh six might, might've been a year where I was watching what was coming out and just downloading at random, because there's a lot that of these good. records that a lot of these records could get added onto the list today. If I'm being honest, if depending on where this oh, goes. Wow. Fun. One that won't get on the list. I just had to add it and see what you think of this one. August 1st, Stone Sour, Come Whatever May. I think that was their second record. And it could if be their so, that was... I'm out. I, yeah. I think that was the one I liked. I've never. I think they had... So Stone Sour was Corey Taylor's original band. And then mm-hmm. he started Slipknot. And then I think they came out with a record. And then Come Whatever May was Stone Sour's second record post slipknot and i think i liked it wild so yeah i was listening to that that was a scott record during the time (laughs) i've never liked stone sour and i don't know if that'll ever change i like them less than i used to even that record well considering the fact that that's kind of what slipknot sounds like now because Corey can't do what he can't we can't talk about 
that that new record was trash. It was absolute <laughs> garbage. It should not be considered a Slipknot record. It is trash. It will not be making my top records of the year list. I can tell you that for sure. I've, I've felt like that since like after All Hope is Gone. Like, that's kind of where I've been. Just that I don't like it. That's not Slipknot to me. But everybody has their own Slipknot. They've been in, in a descent since then. Well, next up, also on August 1st, Body Counts, Murder for Hire. Love Body Count. How can you not love Body Count? Body Count is so solid. It's wild how they've yeah. stayed consistent, too. I, I don't know that record specifically, but yeah, Body Count is fantastic. August 1st, Power Man 5000, Destroy What You Enjoy. I don't think I know that one. It's the, I believe it's the oh, it's, their second one, because Tonight the Stars okay. Revolt was their big one. I was say, Tonight the Stars Revolt was huge for me. I love that record. I love it as well. Yeah, it's so good. Wow, that is their fifth record. Destroy You Enjoys their fifth record. Oh, Tonight wow. Tonight the Stars Revolt was their second. Wow. Really? They had a record before that. They have 10 records out. Holy hell. First one was 95. Oh, wow. Last and one. And the second was... one came out in 2006? No, second one's 99. That's Tonight the Stars Revolt. Oh, okay. Destroy then, What You Enjoy, you said it was the fifth one. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then Anyone for Doomsday, 2001. Transform, 2003. Destroy What You Enjoy, 2006. Most recently, The Notable Rot in 2020. Okay. Wow. Two years ago. Wild. It's pretty wild. It is pretty, it's pretty wild. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that coming yeah, at me all. me neither. Huh. All right. August 6th. Here's one that, if you haven't listened to, we may be getting to it. Sky Eats Airplane. Everything perfect on the wrong day. Never even heard of that band. Wow, big for me, real big for me. You might end up hating them because there's a lot of electronic shit in here. Like it's it's like oh, it's like heavily electronic metalcore. Interesting. It's still probably one of my favorite T-shirts I've ever had. Although it has been cut <laughs> into like a cutoff at this point because it's been destroyed. Sure, but it's just like a car- it's a cartoon cloud chewing on a cartoon airplane. Okay. And of course, it's like neon blue because they, they came out in the neon phase, basically, but they weren't part of the neon phase, if that makes sense. Gotcha. Okay. They just weren't seen enough. Yeah, it's really weird. They have an interesting backstory and everything. So that's going on the list. That's going on the list. There we right go. Now. So we got one. There you go. Next up on August 8th, Slayer with Christ Illusion. I think I listened to Christ Illusion. That's the one with the, like the painting of like yes. the really bad painting of Jesus, right? <laughs> like on the cross or whatever yeah yeah i'm just trying to figure out what you were listening to in 06 that's what i'm trying to do i'm trying to figure out where you were at in 06 well stone sour we're yeah we're, we're on the st- unfortunately not <laughs> not a good place <laughs> so also august 8th we have have hearts the things we carry have you are you a have heart guy i d- yeah not that record though i don't even okay. know that record what that was record, the no. there was one with like a kid screaming on the cover Songs of Scream of the Sun. That was two years after this record. Okay. So Songs of Scream of the Sun came out in 08, and The Things We Carry was their debut record. Okay, yeah, I didn't listen to that one. If you look at the cover, it has like a tree and a bunch of birds and like a, a cart, uh, like a, not a cartoon, but like a sun in the background. Mm-hmm. But it, it really looks like that one Academy is record. Oh, I know you that would, record, yeah. You would know exactly what cover I'm talking about if you saw it. But I like The Things right. We Carry a lot. Big fan of The Things We Carry. I have not listened to it. Well, I mean, I, that's I when would... I was... In, in 06, is I was heavily into the straight-edge shit. I was big-time yeah. straight-edge guy. Which is what got me into Acacia Strain also, because Vincent's oh, wow. straight-edge. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, the... Um... Songs of Scream of the Sun was huge. I remember hit, it, there being a lot of, wasn't there a lot of a lot of lyrical content about family problems or about his dad? I believe so. Yeah. yeah, that one that one hit that one hit hard. Next up on August fifteenth, the band is a change of pace, and the record is Prepare the Masses. No, never even heard them. Well, here we go. Second one on the list. <laughs> I, I love this record a lot. I'm a big fan of this record. It had a hit on it that got pretty big, actually. Mm-hmm. They're considered like alternative indie rock almost. So oh, okay. that sounds like it would be up your alley. Quite possibly. But that's two. That's second one going on there. That's two. Yeah. Shit, you could add that 
I have heart record on there too, if you want, or I can just listen to it on my own. Um, I'd have to revisit it to see if I want to see if I want gotcha. to do that. But one that I don't need to add onto the list because I know if if you haven't listened to it, or if you don't own it, you've at least listened to it. August twenty first, the Mountain Goats get lonely. I own it. <laughs> <laughs> Already own it. Yep, love it. August twenty second, we have Outcasts Idlewild. You know what? I didn't listen to that one. I've never listened to it either. Because I always thought it was, wasn't it just a soundtrack? And I don't know. I just never, yeah, I never listened to that one. Yeah, I haven't either. It's weird. I, I don't know why. I'd never, it's never, never been like, I should listen to that. It just never happened. Uh, speaking of things you didn't listen to, August 22nd, <laughs> we have, we have Paris Hilton's record, Paris. Oh, no. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a big pass. By the way, August twenty second is wild for the amount of records that came out on August twenty second that I got into heavy. Oh, really? Uh, August August twenty second, Alexis on fire, crisis. Yeah, fan- what a great record! I was deep into that record. Yeah, I love that one. Also, August twenty second, Lamb of God, Sacrament. I uh, yeah, I listened to that one too. I liked that one. That was a big one for me. Yeah. Also, August 22nd, The Devil Wears Prada, Dear Love, A Beautiful Discord. No, I've only listened to one Devil Wears Prada record, and it came out like four years ago. Holy shit, you're serious? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's, I could, there's, wow. Three, <laughs> Devil Wears, three Devil Wears Prada records are huge to me. This being okay. one of them. Yeah, no. This one, Plagues, and With Roots Above and Branches Below are unbelievably huge to me. Wow. Okay. No, there was... Uh, I, I had just assumed that you listened to them. Yeah, no, there was... For real, it was like three or four years ago they put out one that I think I just came across because it was coming out and I recognized their name as being a band, but I don't remember what the name of the record was. I remember enjoying it enough. I stopped listening to them at, after the zombie EP, and that's when a lot of people kind of picked up. Like, a lot of people loved that zombie EP, and I just, it wasn't what I wanted to listen to anymore. Gotcha. So next up, August 22nd, still August 22nd, The Human Abstract with Nocturne. Nope. I'm going through the Rolodex in my head, and I don't think I listened to them. The big track off it was Crossing the Rubicon, and it they, they are... Some of some of them, some of their shit is so technical. It's like, what are we doing, guys? Like, why do we need to do this? Oh wow, really? But I loved that record. I had a box fan that had a Human Abstract sticker on it that just died like last year. So, oh, that means that sad. means that it would have it would have been from two thousand and six. Oh wow, so a sixteen yeah. year old box fan, sixteen <laughs> year old box fan, going strong until it died. Still on August twenty second, the casualties under attack. I've listened to the casualties before. Not that record though. I don't think I definitely listened to it, but there will never be a record that can stand on any type of pedestal close to on the front line on the front line. I think yeah. is a perfect. No, record. that one's amazing. I think we both own that record. Yes, absolutely. Uh, last one for August 22nd. I have here the walls of Jericho with devils amongst us all. I have listened to very little walls of Jericho, never a full project. Which is stupid because they're like a local band to me. I think they're Detroit. Yeah, I think based. we talked about them briefly because I met them yeah. at Warp. No, it wouldn't have been Warp Tour. It would have probably been Ozfest, right? I don't think Walls of Jericho ever played Warp Tour. Although Acacia Strain played Warp Tour, so who knows? Oh wow, yeah, who knows? Maybe it could have been, maybe. But yeah, I've never listened to a full project from them. So I remember liking that record a lot, but I don't. I don't remember if I care enough about it to put it on the list yet. Maybe I'll revisit it. So then, moving past August 22nd, August 29th, Hatebreed Supremacy. 100%. What a great record. I've, I mean, we both love that band. Yeah, my second favorite Hatebreed record. Yeah, it's super good. It's up there for me, too. And then last one I have here, August 29th. I, I could have not put this on here. I could have left this off. I would have never oh. had to reveal this about myself. But I was kind of deep into this record. Oh, no. August 29th, we have the record Fang Bang by Fang Wednesday Bang. 13. Oh, no. I was, I've was i never been a Wednesday 13 guy. 
Yeah, I got pretty into it. I was pretty into Fang Bang. I, I saw the Murder Dolls open for Alice Cooper. Okay. And the Murder Dolls were okay. I mean, if that, that fits like where they're at. Like the Murder Dolls opening for Alice Cooper works perfectly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then I went on a on a tear. And like I said, 06, apparently I was heavily into downloading everything illegally. Because I got <laughs> Wednesday 13's discography, the Murder Dolls discography. Wednesday 13 is in other bands, Manic Spider Trash, downloaded all their shit. Uh, Frankenstein Drag Queens from Planet 13, downloaded all their shit. Bourbon wow. Crow, download all their shit, and then Gunfire 70. Well, I don't know about Gunfire 76. I don't know what that is. And I don't Maybe even Bourbon Crow, I'm not sure of. But at least the Manic Spider Trash and the Drag Queens from Planet 13 and Wednesday 13 and Murder Dolls, I had all of their discographies. But wow. Fang Bang, Fang Bang had, held a special place in my heart. I, I really enjoyed Fang Bang. I have yeah. not revisited it, so I'm worried <laughs> about that. Right, but I I think I'm gonna add it onto the list. If for nothing else, maybe it's a next year Halloween situation because it it is very horror based. Like that's that's what their whole deal is is just kind of being horror based. Yeah. So I am gonna add that on there with an asterisk (laughs) for Halloween. So then let's get into the Billboard charts here. So Billboard Hot 100 week of August 12th, 2006. Okay. At number five, London Bridge by Fergie. I remember that track. That was a big, a big song. Well, speaking of remembering things, at number four, Deja Vu, Beyonce featuring Jay Z. Nah, nope. I don't, I I don't don't recall that that song. And I remember that. I believe we've talked about it before. I'm not a Beyonce guy. I've never listened to a project. You can't say you're not a Beyonce guy if you've never listened though. But I don't kind of like any of this. I don't like any of the singles that I heard. Single ladies. Yeah, nah, I'm good. <laughs> At number three, Me and You by Cassie. I, I don't who? recall who Cassie even is. Cassie. Me neither. C-A-S-S-I-E, Cassie. I, I, total blank spot in my head. Yeah. At number two, Crazy by Narles Barkley. Oh, yeah. Does that make me crazy? Yeah, I remember C- that track. CeeLo CeeLo Green just doing CeeLo Green things. 100%. Going full CeeLo. <laughs> the number one track on Hot 100 week of August 12, 2006 is Promiscuous, Nelly Furtado featuring Timbaland. What? Over Crazy? I, I think That's Crazy nuts. may have been on the I'd... charts for a little bit. Uh, yeah, I, and I don't know that song. Nelly Furtado. There's so many tr- there's so many tracks that have promiscuous in it that I don't know if I'm going to sing the right one, so I'm just going to pass. <laughs> sure. And then I have a few here just to try to get an idea, just try to paint the picture better of where we are in the music scene right now. Great. At number at number fifteen, we have "I Write Sins, Not Tragedies," "Panic at the Disco." There you go. I know that one. At number forty one, we have "Where'd You Go," Fort Minor, featuring Holly Brook. Love that track. I do. I do. At number 51, Miss Murder by AFI. That was when I fell off from AFI. Yeah, I came back around to that. I think Miss Murder came out on December Underground, that record. Mm-hmm. And yes, that was just not for me. They went way electronic, or at least yeah. more electronic than I wanted. And it just it did not, like, that was not my AFI. I went off of afi there and i did that thing where i was like oh they're not that band anymore i wanted a punk band and then i've come 360 well i guess that would be back to where i was i've come full 180 around to i love that record. <laughs> i'm a big fan of that record and then the last one i got here at number 70 just to just to get a feel of where we're at this is fresh on the charts this is like two two weeks after this thing came out fresh on the charts lips of an angel by hinder ah i do i know that song it's horrible. I, it's horrible. Yeah, I, I hate that band. Like, I just remember that track. That group of like the Hinders and the Buck Cherries were coming out, and it was just yeah, like, like the doing, butt rock, like new college bro butt rock. Oh, it was tough. It was tough. I despise. There might not be. I might dislike Hinder more than I dislike Nickelback. I mean, it, it's a valid stance. <laughs> yeah i'm i'm not a fan of hinder or buck cherry yeah they all they came out at the same time and i, I hated them i remember knowing that song and hating it but i can't pull it to even sing a 
a line at all. Yeah, and I but think yeah, we're good. Trash, we don't, we don't need to. We yeah. don't. We don't need to sully up our podcast with that. <laughs> so next up, we have the Billboard 200, and this is a wild bunch of a wild five here. Like I, I okay. don't think you're ready for this. Billboard 200 week of August 26, 2006. So at number five, sure. Christ Illusion by Slayer. Wow. At number five. Number five. They were up there. Number four, the album Cassie by Cassie. Who the fuck is Cassie? Exactly. And how is she I, I on both I charts like that? At number three, now that's what I call music. Number twenty-two. Of course. Of course. Yeah, we can't we can't do a chart without it being there. The ever-present. Now that's what I call music. Always, always there. At number two, Phobia by Breaking Benjamin. I never got into Breaking Benjamin. Me neither. I I, okay. I like that. There was a track, Diary of Jane, that was... I remember the, that track. Well, I only know it because it was the theme song for NASCAR 08, NASCAR <laughs> gotcha. 09, like the video yeah. game. And I, it was, it, I liked it in that, but then it got overplayed and it, it I'm all right with it. I think that's why I know it because it got super overplayed. Yeah. And then number one on the Billboard 200... Week of August 26, 2006. So if you notice, I jumped ahead a little bit here. August 26 yeah. for a specific reason. Number one, Port of Miami, Rick Ross. Snaps. Selling 187,000 copies first week. Wow, that is wild. Certified platinum in July 2016. Holy hell. That's amazing. I left out earlier that Hustlin' kind of existed on its own before he signed anywhere and like that's kind okay. of what that's kind of what jay-z heard to want to sign him that's what everybody heard they were like who's this dude like what is going on here and so right. hustling was kind of out there as a single pushing this record and then when you when they finally released it on a record that made this record explode also okay so rick ross was a force already with his first record that's crazy that's so Number crazy one. Number yeah, one, to number one. Damn, is that the first time we've done that on our show? Um, I think so. I think so. I'm trying to think through all the records we did. I don't know any that would have had the opportunity to go number yeah, one. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. That's crazy. Good for good for him. Maybe, oh, maybe an REM record, but no, because they were early. It was early REM. I would say we did early REM. I don't think that would have landed number one. And then the Cure record didn't. Nope. Did the Bowie record? No, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it might be. It might be. But I had to. I had to fiddle with the numbers to get there a little bit. I had to. I had to jump jump uh, ahead a little bit. It's just a week. Was, Who cares? So it made, made its way onto the charts. For sure. So Scott, I'm I am done with my Rick Ross backstory and our charts and the albums All that right. came out. So now it is time for you to give this track by track breakdown of Rick Ross's 2006 debut album, Port of Miami. Port of Miami, first track, intro. Just a girl talking about drugs coming into the country. Mm -hmm. I thought first time I listened to it, possibly it was like setting up a, a storyline or a theme for the record. And I mean, I suppose it has to deal with drugs. Yeah. But it was only revisited one more time throughout the record, and it wasn't even a consistent storyline for that. So, yeah, it's just an intro. Nothing special yeah, about it. Yep. Yeah, just kind of just sets it sets sets a tone, I guess, a little bit. I suppose. Like, I I don't think I needed it though. No, I, I'm not gonna lie though. I still kind of enjoy it. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, oh, quick. it's it's 23 seconds. It's not, you're done. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, it's just like I thought maybe yeah, we'd get more of a storyline out of it, but mm -hmm. no, not really. So then, moving on to the actual first track, push it. Allergic to broke. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> I was big surprised by a third verse. That shit just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, anymore it doesn't happen, but I think yeah. that is a, a theme we may see <laughs> in this record. Oh, yeah. Ross, I mean, there's third verses in every single every single track. Yeah, uh, but Ross this one shut it down. Yeah, no, I love it. I, I, and he he gets a lot of leeway for a lot of things from me. By having third verses on some of these songs. <laughs> <laughs> Push It is the second single from Port of Miami. Oh, okay. And it, sam it samples uh, Scarface, Push It to the Limit. 
keeping with the theme of the album being like the cocaine and everything. Right. Uh, I thought the, the Oprah bar was wild <laughs> saying that fat girl grew up to be yeah. Oprah. That that's man. What a name to drop on your debut record and call her fat. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's a, it's a, it's a wild way to go, but it was a good track. So then moving on to the second track below. Well, it's the third track, but it's the actual second. It's the actual second actual track. <laughs> second song. Yeah. Uh, not, I'm not, you know me. I'm not usually a mm-hmm. big fan of like braggadocious raps. Uh, but this track is a fucking bop. Like, I love this track. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, Blow uh, ended up being a great song. Produced by Cole and Dre, and uh, Dre is featured on it also. Not Dr. Dre. Yeah, he's Dre. the... No, just Dre. He's the the singing vocal on the hook, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I, I was a big fan of that. In, in that track, when he says, he says, Bin Laden beard, Afghan in a bomb vest, that, <laughs> that, that just alone. I don't know why, yeah. but that alone gets me. That gets me. And he also says, Machiavelli's on the Maybach kicks retro. Like, Ross yeah. just has a way with these words, man. Yeah, he's good. So next up, the big hit, the one that you could say made Ross, it's Hustlin'. I think I've heard this one previous to this. I'm going to say you probably did. I imagine I did. Uh, he came in real, real hot with those first couple bars, and I loved it. Is this the only track that you can think of that I might have heard the whip it real hard, whip it, whip it real hard? I think so. Cause that like, I, I knew that I want to say, yeah, but I can't say for sure. I'm not, you know, one of those geniuses that can right. pull, pull out. That's, all of that. that's why I asked if like off the top of your head, if you could think of anything, cause if not, then yeah, I've heard this track before. I mean, this this song was huge. This song was literally everywhere. It was, was it? a giant okay. track. Yeah. I love the Jose Canseco line where he's snitching because he's quitting. Yeah. <laughs> or he's finished because he's finished. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought that was hilarious. The, so this is one of the tracks where I give him leeway because there's a third verse with all the 22s at the end. Okay. Like, man, you can't you can't rhyme twenty two with twenty two with twenty two with twenty two with twenty twos. <laughs> and then the yayo, he did yayo at the end of that verse too. But yeah, it's a third verse, so I'll give it to him. Yeah, uh, don't tote no twenty twos. Magnum cost me twenty two. Sat it on them twenty twos. Birds go for twenty two. Low mama super thick thick. She say she twenty twos. She see yeah. twenty twos. We in a room twenty two twenty two. I touch work like I'm a convertible. Bert Bert what? I got yeah. distribution, so I'm converting the work. Work. I don't know. It, it works for me, but yeah, also no. like one of the things that works for me for Ross too is, and there's a little bit of a catch twenty two here because another fucking twenty two. His some of his. <laughs> oh, I didn't even mean to do that. That's hilarious. Bars. Some of some of his choruses are so catchy and sing alongable. Oh, we'll get we'll get into that. But then. Other times the chorus will be mid, but his rapping will be stellar. So like, yeah, you, you don't always get both, but the times you get both, it is it is a feat of of hip hop to me at least. So then, moving on to the next track, track five, cross that line, featuring your boy, Akon. Fucking Akon. Did you not like Akon on this though? I thought it, I thought Akon worked no, really he, well on this track. He was actually good on this one. He okay. he was actually good, but like. Seeing the name as a feature on it, I automatically just, ugh. <laughs> you know, it just it's just a visceral reaction to seeing those letters together in that way. But no, he's actually really not bad on this track. Although I don't believe a single word he sings. <laughs> I mean, but he was locked up. So it's not like he's just this dude who never did time. Was he? His his biggest hit was locked up. It released when he was in jail. That doesn't mean he was actually in jail. It no, it released when he was in jail. I believe. I say I could put out a I could put out a record called Locked Up, and I've never seen bars. I mean, I'm like nine. Unless I was like, unless I was fooled by the media, I'm pretty sure it was released when he was locked <laughs> up. Well, I'm not seeing anything about it being released when he was locked up. Uh... So maybe I'm wrong. I don't See? know. It was a huge hit. It was a huge hit, no. though. I just don't believe him. 
But <laughs> the beat goes hard. I love the strings on this track. And Ross just, he kills it on this one. But yeah, Akon doesn't suck terribly. Man, this was the time when Akon was doing it. Like, Akon was yep. in a lot of tracks. And good, good for Akon at the time, I guess. Um, <laughs> sure. We'll give, it, so, we'll give it to him. Next track, we have I'm Bad. I love the 70s vibe of this. Mm. Like, it's it just makes me think of, like, Superfly or Shaft. Yeah, uh, there's, like, some horns. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me tell you, it is a weird vibe with this on the earbuds walking into Kroger in my neck of the woods. <laughs> Been there. Been on that vibe. Yeah. I, I live on that vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the first time I listened to it, I w- yeah, I was going grocery shopping <laughs> with a bunch of upper to middle class white women in a Kroger. And that was that was a strange feeling. And you came with your dogs. You're leaving with a bitch. That's right. <laughs> that is one of my favorite lines ever. I love it. It works so yeah. well. It works so yeah. well. I love it. Yeah, it's it was a great track, and it was it was super fun. Like because, like you were saying, his hooks are so singable, mm-hmm. even the first time listening. So I'm pushing a cart with some tortillas, some Mountain Dew, <laughs> some skim milk, and and singing about how I'm gonna be leave, leaving with a bitch. Yeah, uh, it was at, fun at the supermarket. At the supermarket. Yeah, at the, at the supermarket. Yeah. Hey, you can take Ross anywhere. Supermarket. Uh, down the block, whatever. Wherever you want Ross, you got Ross, right. you know? Yeah. So next up, we have Boss and Dre returns for a feature. Yeah, Dre not sounding the same at all. <laughs> yes. that, that was weird for me. I was like, is this a different Dre? But <laughs> nope, uh, same Dre. Uh, this one sounds a lot like a TI track to me. I could hear that. Like uh, a later in career TI track, like uh, Paper Trail TI. Yeah, I could definitely, I could definitely hear that. I wonder if Cole and Dre produced any of the Paper Trail. I'm not sure, but it it definitely sounds like whatever. What was that track? Whatever you like. Yeah, same vibe. Uh, I like it. It's good. Might be a little too much bounce going on uh, in this one, but it still sounds, it still sounds great. Yeah, there are there are a few boss. Although I do appreciate the say boss three times one way and then switch it the fourth time. Like, I do appreciate yeah, that little. Yeah, there's a lot of boss going around. Next track, we have uh, For the Low. For the Low. Jazzy Fizzle calling Ross Daddy in the intro to the song is a crazy move. Let's go, Daddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Jazzy Fizzle. I don't know if it ever... If I ever like took it like that, I just like I guess I just looked over it, like I heard it, and then just moved on. That that is that is interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Although Ross knows how to write a fucking hook. Oh yeah. Uh, it just gets stuck in your head, and you you can't help but rap along with them, even the first time you're listening. I do it for the low. The the intro, like well, not the intro, but his Ross's first verse on this, I've always loved is candy all in the paint, rims all in the dirt, got a call full of work. Like I love it. I think it works yeah. so well. Even though it's like a weird pocket, like it starts out in a weird pocket. Yeah. But I'm, really I'm does. a big fan of it. Big fan. Yeah, it's good though. But yeah, I couldn't get over Jazzy Fizzle in the first place. <laughs> Let's go, Daddy. <laughs> Track nine, where my money, I need that. Man, these hooks are just infectious i love that bar about the the reverend fighting the internal revenue i thought that was hilarious like it actually made me laugh out loud at work yeah it was good slap bush with my cash all these taxes and his gas (laughs) it's a real thing that he was going after president bush for that's his well you know rick ross rick ross is the hero we need yeah he is rick ross for president he's old enough um, yeah. <laughs> so next up we have uh get away so this is our introduction to sexy ross on, yeah. this, on this record i think i think i've told you before that when ross starts talking about his sex stuff it gets a little it gets a little weird yeah but i find it really funny that even in his sexy ross vibe he still manages to give us bars about drugs and how much money he has he can't stop he can't, he can't stop it. Can't turn it like, off. Yeah, no. 
That's that's just life for Ross. Work, money, and bitches. Like that's, that's it. That's it. That's all you need. <laughs> came, with, came with his dogs, leaving with a bitch. He has a bar in here where he says he's with Gloria Estefan and Emilio. Let's just let's just check that for a minute. Like yeah, Ross what is that? Name checks. Ross name checks Gloria Estefan in here. Yeah, pretty wild. So then, next track, continuing sexy, <laughs> hit you from the back. What is this voice at the beginning? It sounds like a hip hop chipmunk, like chipmunks go rap. <laughs> I'm, uh, I do have who it is. Hold on, I have it. It is Rodney with a super high voice on this one. Mm-hmm. Not not feeling the intro, but I love the bar. She makes me cook her lobster tails. Then I make her cook a key. So even in the sexy song, Ross can't get away from his he work. He can't. Exactly. Uh, but that is quite possibly the wildest shit I've ever heard. Uh, welcome to the mall. Here's your first pinky ring. 20 carats, 20 grand. Sure. Paris Hilton linen bed. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Crazy. I'm an, I'm next to Birdman, Young Jeezy, Kurt Blow. We all legends. I didn't. I don't think I caught that Jeezy got a name drop in here. I don't think Birdman is much of a legend. Uh, Promotion-wise, I mean, he's the dude that found Lil Wayne. You know what I mean? Like, you sure, can't but, deny that. I, uh, sure, but does that make him a legend? Because he's associated with one? I mean... I mean he, he found like he found him and gave, gave him a platinum record at 16 and all the cash money stuff. Like, he kind of... It, it's like... I don't like Birdman's rapping. I, you I don't like Westside Gun's rapping. Do you That's think true. Westside Gun is near legend status for what he's done? I don't think finding somebody brings you legend status. But it's not just finding, it's finding, promoting, recording, all that. And like that's what Birdman sure. did. That's what Westside Gun has done. I just feel like I, by the way, I, get I don't care about Birdman at all. I, yeah. I, I have a Birdman no. record. It is one of the worst records I have in my collection. Yeah, he's he's not good. Uh, sure, I'll give you legend status as far as promotion and being an AR guy. But as far as legend talk, uh, like in hip hop, no. Nah. Who knows? It's Ross's first album. He was just the Allen. He's just out there Let spitting. Him. Let him. Next up, we have track 12, White House. This is, so this is notes from my first listen. And I asked, does Ross have ties with Jay-Z? <laughs> okay. Because he, he mentions Jigga in there. And I was like, oh, shit. Not my favorite hook so far. But 100,000 in a day? Like, I'm in the wrong business. Yeah, no, we're we're all in the wrong business. Yeah, I need to start putting in work. I might be. I mean, I guess it's never too late. That's what they always say. Like it's never too late to do whatever you want to do. But <laughs> uh, after watching Breaking Bad, I really wanted to get into the meth cooking business for a while. I thought that was. I think we all. Pretty I think we all did. Yeah, I think we all did. And then also, so after listening to Ross. Yeah, after listening to Ross, I need to get into the the I'll, work work. Yeah. <laughs> so did Ross make you want to get into the powder work more than Stove God did? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I think I respected Ross's sexy time more than more than Stove God. You really hated it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Like as far as as far as the work goes, I would just have them both on repeat. I think okay, giving me that fair. inspiration. That's fair. Uh, moving on to the next track. Speaking of the stove, pots and pans. Yeah, pots and pans, man. These lines about Ross's dad are wild. I wonder what a dark, introspective Ross song would be like. I dig this track a lot. There are a few deeper Ross tracks. He's never necessarily put out a whole like introspective record, but there are some yeah. of those songs. And personally i just always felt like the energy is lost in them like ross Ross always has this energy and when he gets on that like more emotional wave which Mm -hmm. if he wants to he should it takes some of that energy away right gotcha i don't know i liked it i thought it was really good next up track 14 it's my time possibly my favorite line on this whole record is in this track i look forward to looking back on drug dealing yeah i i love that line like to me that was like a beautiful fucking line like so good yeah it's pretty solid that's that's a pretty solid line what a great what a great bar it has to be brought up because i don't know if there's been a track yet where ross didn't have three verses yeah it's amazing which as a listener now 
I like it a lot. When I was into this record, I don't know if I've made it past the first verse. Like I would listen oh, wow. to the first, I'd listen, I'd listen to the first verse, the chorus, and then if I wanted to listen to it again, I just restart it to listen to the chorus again. Wow. I told you I had a problem, man. I couldn't yeah. I couldn't listen to whole tracks, let alone whole albums. I had to make a conscious effort to become a whole album guy. Uh next up, track track fifteen, Street Life, featuring Lloyd, which I think you've encountered Lloyd before. I think he was on that Ace Hood record. He might have been. This one, not sure what it is, but I wasn't feeling this one as much. Maybe because it feels like most of the tracks have the same subject matter and are pretty mm-hmm. similar in format. It, it just this one could have been cut for time for me. Yeah, it is a long record. It's yeah. sure it sure is a long record. Yeah. So next up, track sixteen. Because when else are you going to get a remix of the song already on the on the record, which is great? We have it's the hustling remix move. featuring Jay Z and Young Jeezy. I I wrote Jay Z's on the track. Hell yes, and Young Jeezy, nice. We don't resort to violence. We own resorts and islands is why Jay-Z is a goat. What <laughs> a freaking bar. It was amazing. Jay just cleaned up on this track. His voice and flow is just unfuckwittable. Like he is just, I love Jay. There, There is one line in here that hits me as such a Jay-Z bar. And it is, it ain't no coincidence that my age is a kilo. Like that is so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is so good. And it's 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 that it's that bar that you can only do at that one very specific point of your career in life. Yeah, yep. And then Young Jeezy delivers too. I'm a big Jeezy fan. Yeah, he no, he was he was fantastic on this. But Jay coming in at the end. Sorry. <laughs> Moving on to track 17. It ain't a problem. Featuring Carol City Cartel. This feels like Ross's version of a junior mafia type situation. Eventually, the Carroll City Cartel will start going by the name Triple C's, which is a group that he basically creates and has. And uh, I love it. And that album may be coming to you at some point, if I'm being honest. Okay. I've held back from comparing Ross to Biggie, but this just kind of. Puts it over the line for me because <laughs> I I know Biggie, I know Junior Mafia, and this just felt like okay, we're this is this is Junior Mafia 2.0. Well, it also made me wonder like why did he wanted to sign him so bad? It makes sense now. Like did did he just wanted that sound back with his group or something? You know what I mean? Because I mean the sound right. is similar. Oh yeah. Uh, so then moving on to track 18, I'm a G featuring Briscoe and Lil Wayne. I am very interested in what you thought of this track. Really? Like you don't already know? I just know that I feel like you would have been disappointed in a Lil Wayne doing a hook. It's awful. It is <laughs> terrible. <laughs> the Why? worst. Why? Wearing a gun like a girdle. Do we know what a girdle is? Does wearing does, a gun like a girdle. girdle is? Armored like, car make me feel like a turtle. A fucking turtle. Are you kidding it. me? It's terrible. Listen, this is when Lil Wayne was just doing. This is when he. This is when people thought he was an alien. Like this is when we legit thought that he was an alien because he was just out here saying wild shit. But and it doesn't make I sense. Think, it doesn't make sense. He wears a gun like a girdle, meaning he wears it every day. And then Bulletproof Car got me feeling like a turtle because, you know, you're safe. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> First yes. off, I don't know anybody that wears a girdle every day, you know, since, I don't know, the fucking 50s. Okay, I guess it, it might not be every day that it might just be like, where's it below his waist? Because, like, the girdle, it encycles, it, like, the lower torso. Yeah, like your stomach. Hips. Yeah, so he just, that means, yeah. means he carries it in his, in his, uh, in his waistband. Yeah, no, that's a terrible fucking line. Like, that didn't ever need to be out in the ether at all. Like, it's awful. When you're Lil Wayne and you're spitting as much as you were in 06, you had to throw words in there that nobody was expecting. Yeah, I and I get that. But the addition of Wheezy on this track is subtraction to the record. Even his verse? It was all right. But I couldn't get over the fucking girdle turtle thing. It was terrible. I knew you hated it. I love it. 
Oh, yeah, I do no, that. it's the worst. It's the worst. It could have been left off the record. Save me some time, and yeah, cut the track, cut the track list down a bit. It was, it was, oh, awful. It was like a awful. turtle. Bulletproof car got me feeling like a turtle. My God, know. I wanted to tear my ears off after that one. It was just, that it was, was just like sil- worst. It's silly, Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne was being yeah. silly in 06. Not on this record. <laughs> like not on this record. This record has been not silly at all. And how did you feel about Briscoe's verse? I don't even remember it. I was just <laughs> angry the whole time. Okay, that's because it starts off with Weezy and his girdle turtle line, and it was awful. You you may have you may have run into Briscoe on that Ace Hood record too. I can't remember. So after that, we move on to the final track, track nineteen, Prayer. I love this track as a closer. Kind kind of an introspective track, like I was talking about earlier. Yeah, it was it was a great closer. Great closer. Get rid of just, get rid of I'm a G in Street Life, and this thing was a phenomenal record. That's what I was gonna say. You just need to get rid of I'm a G. Yeah. Dump that thing and we're golden. <laughs> All right, Scott. What's your top three? <laughs> uh top three actually is a top six. Oh, I'll take it. There's 19 tracks, so I'll take it. Yeah. Uh so I have like uh two for each, two for each level. So coming in uh, on my three level. We have Blow and Hustlin', the original version. Okay. Love them both, especially back to back. I thought it was fantastic. That hook on Blow is amazing. Hustlin', fantastic all the way through, except for the 22s and the 22s and the 22s and the 22 <laughs> being a catch 22. Still a fantastic, fantastic song. Uh, I, I'm not going to be able to argue any of these because, as you know, if there's even a Ross verse on a track, I you give it a pass. It. I, I, I do love Rick Ross that much. His sound, yeah. his delivery, that energy. I love Rick Ross. So I, yeah. I won't argue with any track you say. So fantastic. Please, I love it. Uh, coming in in the, the middle spot, we have Pots and Pans and It's My Time. Okay. They're, they're both phenomenal. And again, back to back, just loving it, especially after Sexy Ross coming back to doing the work. Great. And your number one's I'm a G. So, no, not true. <laughs> My number one is Push It and Prayer. Okay. Fantastic openers and, and amazing closer. Just yeah. good, good, great stuff. I loved them. Did you just do a bookend test? Did you just do a bookend test? I just did a bookend test as my number one. <laughs> Uh, if I had to throw three out there, I would probably say I'm bad is my number one. I just love that track so much. It's so good. It has, That's such, a good an, it has such an energy. There's such a vibe to it. Yep. Uh, hustling. I have to put up there. Just the, the, the Rick Ross's first line. Uh, who the fuck you think you're fucking with? This the fucking boss. Seven forty five. Yeah. Why not white? That's fucking Ross. Like, it's just so fucking good. And then it, it's a toss up between probably any other tracks. <laughs> like, I, it's hard to. <laughs> It's hard to do to choose another one, but like, yeah, I'm bad. definitely up there. And then hustling number two, just for what it did. But then the rest of, yeah, throw anything. Even I'm a G I'll take I'm a G whatever. Oh God, like it. you can have it. Uh, like it. All right. So Scott, I know it was a long album. I hope, I hope you enjoyed the, like at least your time in it. Cause I, I hope I'm glad you chose it. Like, I'm glad this was where I could have been like, Oh no, you chose it. So you can't get mad at me. Right. So Scott, Rick Ross, Port of Miami, throne, own phone or grown. So funny thing, I had it ordered Saturday night. Okay, good shit. But on Monday, the guy that I ordered it from on Discogs said he took it to his friend's house. It got wet and warped, and he couldn't sell it to me. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. How How does that happen? It's like, oh, no, I, def- I, I sold this, but I'm going to take it to my buddy's house and dump a beer on it. Yeah, right. I have no idea. So I haven't ordered another one yet because all the other ones were way more expensive than the one I picked. Um, but it is definitely own. I would own this thing and then scratch the hell out of I'm a G and be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Just every time it's up. Oh, we're almost at the end. Okay, skip that one. Move to skip. the next. <laughs> I don't Under need Lil Wayne talking about a girdle. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's definitely an own. Uh, I won't throw it because I haven't listened to enough Ross yet. But yeah, fantastic. I really, really liked it. I did enjoy my time walking through Kroger. 
Man, I'm stoked. I don't know about you, but Rick Ross also always gives me like this, this confidence and like energy that I don't know. Is it just because his confidence shines through so much? I don't know, but it's, it's wild. It's yeah, it's wild. Yeah. So just a little quick cleanup here. Rick Ross has gone on to release two books and 10 more studio albums and is also the owner of multiple Wingstop locations. Oh, okay. To the point where he gave his son a Wingstop location for his son's 18th birthday. Just here you go. Here's a franchise. He he said, here's a franchise. Start your, start your empire. Damn. And he is the owner. He is the owner of the, uh, it might not be worlds anymore. No, it might be worlds, but it is at least the country's largest non-commercial swimming pool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cause he bought, he bought a Vander Holyfield's old mansion. That's right. In, you did tell me that in, once in, in Atlanta, which is where they actually recorded the coming to America Two movie. That's right. That's where you told me it from. And he has buffaloes, and he's getting lions, and he is Crazy. just living. And he he Do has it. like three, four hundred cars. Like the things he says in his songs, if they weren't true then, money wise, they're, they're, they're true now. now. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but I've always loved Rick Ross. I'm glad you liked it. I was worried that the length might get to you, and nah. And there is a bit. I think the third verse does help you because without the third verse, a lot of the songs would seem too repetitious. I agree. Uh, like I said, with, with Street Life, I was getting to that point, but I don't know. I love the Hustle and Remix. I loved It Ain't a Problem and Prayer were fantastic. Um, I, I, I love the repetition because it lets me learn things better. Like, play me the chorus three times, <laughs> so then I'll know it. Right. Like, let's go. Right. Yeah. And it, and this was a big time when even even if you were as what's the word I'm looking for? I hate the word like gangster, mm. <laughs> but even if you're, even if you're as you're still putting pop into this genre that necessarily hasn't always been pop. Like he, sure. he there was an yeah. effort there to make these songs a little more that, poppy. Yeah. Yeah. A little more poppy. And I, I appreciate that a lot. I love Rick Ross. I've read his, like his memoir. I know all memoirs can be taken with a grain of salt because you know, he wrote it. So yeah. You know, right. But uh, if you want to go check out some of that 50 cent disc or some of that 50 cent beef, it's pretty fucking wild. Um, one of the members yeah, of Triple C, one of the members of Triple C's gunplay, who Ross will say is his right hand man forever because he pulled him out of a burning car at one point. Damn. Gunplay tried fighting all of G unit by himself outside of the BET awards. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> He like got lost, and this was in the in the middle of the beef. And apparently, the beef was over. Rick Ross got mad that Fifty Cent looked at him weird at a B, oh. at the BET Awards, and then Ross dropped a couple, you know, verses about it. Not even a whole diss track. And then Fifty dropped a diss track and a movie and a cartoon and a YouTube video oh, and three more videos. And then Tony Ayo did a diss, and then Lloyd Banks did a diss, and then Young Buck did a diss. Like it was just everybody was attacking yeah. Ross, but. Yeah, there was a moment where Gunplay like went out the wrong door at the BT Awards, and all of Jiyun were there, and he tried to fight all of them. He 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 was fighting all. He he said, "I'll take everyone. I don't care. Let's go." Holy shit! So like, Gunplay is a real one. Gunplay is real. <laughs> <laughs> but I've always loved Rick Ross. I, I, his second book is a, it's like a financial investment book almost. Like it's about like oh, whoa. And this this is the weird caveat for me, where it's it. I'm so into Rick Ross, but he has transitioned to being this like hustle. This is the, the hustle. All that matters. And you know how like I'm kind of anti the like the hustle agenda, like that whole yeah. hustle culture. I'm just I just come on, guys. Like, what are we doing? We, we can all right. live good lives. So like, we don't all we don't you, you shouldn't have to fucking struggle every goddamn day. True. But I also get it because that comes from a part of privilege for me where I've been OK. Like I, I, yep. th- th- I haven't had to hustle for the most part to have a place to like sleep in places like that. Yeah. But at least I can acknowledge that, I guess after I sound like a fucking pompous asshole. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you like this, but this wasn't the only thing you were listening to Scott. What's your record of the week? Uh, my record of the week this week is open Mike Eagles component system with the auto reverse. What a, it's a great, great album. 
more in my lane of hip hop. I it was it was kind of a weird feeling going from hustling Rick Ross to <laughs> open Mike Eagle and his you know Chicago backpack style of rapping. Yeah, it's two different it's two different vibes, that's for sure. Yeah, two different worlds. Uh actually in between when I was listening to him in the playlist, I threw on Kesha's Rainbow in between. So I really <laughs> got out of my element in between of the in between the records. You were just doing it. I was. I was having a week. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I love that record. It's fast track to the top of my year end list, I think. I listened to it. I liked it a lot. But much like how you were in that different vibes with that and Rick Ross, I think it came out the same time as Rome Street's Kiss the Ring. Yeah, it did. So I was I was on those two vibes also when gotcha. I was listening to that. I, I liked it, but it wasn't one of those where I was like, oh my God, this thing's incredible. Yeah, no, it was for me uh, though. My record of the week is more of an EP actually. Like it's not even a oh, full okay. project, but I love it that much that I need to, you know, get it out there. It is by the artist Bob Almighty. <laughs> okay. And it is called Dark Side. Sure. I think it's basically, it's only seven songs, but seven songs, it's only 15 minutes. Oh, wow. That's real quick. So like there's two, there's two like interludes, like there's an intro and then like two interludes. So it's really only like four songs. Okay. But it's basically like him talking about his depression and shit like that. Ooh. Okay. But it is also, there's like parts that are so hard. I just love it. And then there's parts where. I mean, he references like Louis Vert, like because uh, Louis Vert's biggest track was uh, that EXO Tour Life, All My Friends Are Dead, things like that. So he has a sure. song called Fre- like Dead Friends, and it, it it's it's a very it's a very introspective work, but it also mm-hmm. has a musicality that I enjoy. Like it's it's okay. slower and it's heavier. It's it's great. I, I recommend you check it out. In addition to everybody, check it out. Oh. Bob Almighty. The dark side. Okay. Not the dark side. Gotcha. Sorry, just dark side. Just dark side. Just dark side. So I guess all that I need to know is what we're listening to next week, Scott. Yeah, we're uh we're gonna do something different. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Boy. Yeah. Um so next week is the first week of December, and we're getting into the holiday spirit, right? And I've been racking my brain coming up with a way to introduce you to this next artist. And yeah, he's one that has a lot of different aspects of his career. So, uh, there, yeah, it's mm, okay. We're doing it. (laughs) Just lay lay it down. We're doing Tom Waits. Okay. We're going to listen to blue Valentine. Now you may say, Scott, December is a time for Christmas and stuff not valentine's day you're correct last year we talked about when we were we were doing our holiday a holiday episode we talked about our favorite christmas songs mm-hmm. and i said one of my favorite christmas time songs is a christmas card from a hooker in minneapolis mm-hmm. which is on this record okay. not not only is that song on here, uh, there's multiple holiday references on this record. So that's how I'm pulling this record and decided to give it to you this this week. Great. I'm glad we're listening to this in December and not, you know, a month or two beforehand <laughs> when it's not Christmas time. That should be that should be a good time. It's not. OK, so it's not Christmassy instrumentally. Okay. It is only Christmassy in lyrical references. All right. I'll take it. I'll take it. Don't, I think I, think I build can that up as a, as a Christmas. It's not a Christmas record. Okay. It's I think just, I can manage. Yeah. I've been struggling with what to give you as far as Tom Waits. And I'm still not sure that this is the right one. Is this the oldest record we, we, we would have done at this point? This when is coming did, out in 78. Yeah. When did uh, Bowie come out? Ziggy Stardust came out 72, so no. No. So, no, this is not the oldest one, but it is it is on the older side of things that we've done. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. We're giving it a shot. Yeah. The only thing I know about Tom Waits is, was he on 
the is there a Tom Waits song on like an Epitaph compilation or something? He was on not Epitaph Anti. I could have swore he was on like a uh maybe he was on a, a Punko Rama. Big in Japan. I think the track uh, Big in Japan was that probably would have been it. That probably would Chocolate been. Jesus might have been. Nope, I don't know that one. <laughs> sure don't know that one. And then Big in Japan, yeah, was probably on a comp and is nowhere near close to sounding like it's on Blue Valentine. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Tom waits next week. All right. Yeah. Yep. We're we're doing it. We're doing it. We sure are. Yeah. We sure are doing it. So other than yep. that, Tom waits after Rick Ross. Why not? Rick Ross and Tom waits. That's what we do around here. Eclectic That's what we taste, do. <laughs> bouncing back and forth. Yep, 100%. So follow us on Twitter at AOLPod. Send us an email at areyoulistening.pod at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group. Link will be in the show notes. Thank you for listening. Scott, thank you for the episode. Thank you for the friendship. Yeah, thank you, brother. I was super excited about this Rick Roth album. Really, really I'm loved ex- it. I'm very excited you enjoyed it. I'm, I'm stoked. Maybe another Rick Ross comes quick because I fucking love listening to Rick Ross. It puts me in That's- such a good mood. Well, you let me know so I don't listen to anything else. I, I won't listen to another Rick Ross until you give me another one, if that's what's going to happen. You can, you can listen to the newest one if you want. Okay, I'll give that a shot. Because I'm, I'm not going to bring that one to you, but you can listen to that one if you want. Sweet. All right, well, Tom waits next week. Tom waits next week. Listeners, thank you for listening, as always. Yes, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Are you listening? Are you listening? Does that make me crazy? I need to start putting in work. Armored car made me feel like a turtle. Feeling myself. Feeling myself. I knew you'd hate it. I love it. Work, money, and bitches. Like, that's it. Cocaine does that to you.